0: this morning. the wine will burst the skins and the new wine is destroyed. And so are the skins. But the new wine is for fresh wine skins. So this is God's So, Steve Ballmer was the CEO of Microsoft in 2007. He said. That- People will soon get tired of staring at a plywood box every night. So, um, but if you go a little further back, uh, there is the president of the Michigan Savings Bank who was um, they, Henry Ford had applied for a loan uh, for the new, new bank of automobiles. And he says, the horse is here to stay, but the automobile will be a novelty, a bag. Right. <laughs> Could imagine that. And then going a little further back, over into England, Sir William Priest, who ran the British Post Office in 1876, said, the Americans have need the telephone, but we do not. We have plenty of messenger boys. <laughs> right? It's hard to imagine changes happening sometimes. Well, Jesus came to change how we, how humanity was going to relate to God. He's going to bring a new covenant, um, new, a new way of interacting with the God of the universe. So let's, let's recap what we've done so far in Mark. We know Jesus Christ, the Son of God, the Savior, he came in calling fishermen and others to follow him, to be his disciples. He didn't call his disciples his you know, religious students, rabbinical students. He regular working people that follow them. We also know he confronted and was confronted by spiritual forces that control people in negative ways. So he began to set people free from the negative spiritual forces. while he did all this, Jesus proclaimed the good news I would love to keep that commission one we, we should include the men, though, too, right? You know? Nope. Just the women. It was a women's skill event. And so, we were only going to remember the women, not the men. And thankfully, there was a, 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 a wise leader within the church that advised me not to make this a battle. And so, we eventually, slowly convinced them to... So, within a few years, they did both men and women. But anyways, that's, that's the side. But, but you can change this when I'm fed. Um, the religious leaders of Jesus' day had struggled with the changes that he was going to bring. And, and the, the illustration that we have, Jesus talked about putting new wine into old wineskins. And um, And so if you put it in a wine skin, that would be just the skin of a pig is what they used. use. Um, as the fermentation process happened, carbon dioxide would be released, and so it would stretch the skin. And if it was a new wine skin, that was fine. It worked, worked just well. Um, but if you put that same new wine into, uh, you know, try to reuse an old wine skin, it wasn't able to stretch, and so it would burst it apart. Uh, Jesus then made the same point with a different metaphor with the same idea. You don't summon a new patch onto an old garment. A new patch will stretch, it will tear the old garment. What Jesus was going to do was not going to fit into the old patterns and traditions that the religious leaders of his time had been set up. He would bring a new life. The kingdom of God was coming onto the earth, a new pattern for God to work in our lives. And the coming of the Savior for the religious leaders of his time. And so there was going to be conflict. We're looking at five conflicts that took place between Jesus and the scribes, the Pharisees, the other religious leaders of his day. What's interesting is there was some initial receptivity. If you remember, one of the first things we had is Jesus was invited to teach at a synagogue, equivalent to the church. It'd be like, hey, here's this new New preacher. he could go on, you know, speaking about God in the Sea of Galilee. Let's invite him to speak at synagogue service. So there was some recent that we're willing to hear, but but the uh, conflict started to happen. And the first one is one that we talked a lot about last week. And the, the basic conflict was over the authority. Who has the authority to forgive sins? When a paralyzed man was set before Jesus. Jesus looks at him and says, son, your sins are forgiven. The religious scholars in the room were aghast. Oh, we know that only God can No, they, they should—you should not be anywhere near them if you're a true man of God. But Jesus knew He had come to extend God's forgiveness, and He says it's—it's it's the help—it's not the healthy who need a doctor; it's the sick who need a doctor. I'm not come just for the righteous; I came to bring sinners back to God. The third confidence is over spiritual disciplines like fasting. And that's the specific passage that we read. You see, the the Pharisees, they practiced fasting twice a week. And so that was built into their teaching. Um, John the Baptist, who was the forerunner of Jesus, and Jesus was positive about John the Baptist, he taught his disciples to fast twice a week as well. That was how you showed your devotion to God, That's how you practiced your faith. Why wasn't Jesus teaching his disciples to fast, to show their devotion? And so all- When King David, his men were hungry. And it was an emergency situation. They were fleeing for their lives. And David let his men eat the bread that was in the temple that was only supposed to be for the priests. In other words, David took the authority to break the rule rules because his men were in need and were hungry. And so Jesus says, Likewise, I, the Son of Man, have I am Lord of the Sabbath. I can decide what is right or wrong on the Sabbath. There was a justified need in this situation. That was a conflict. Start to heat up. Do you feel it getting more intense? The fifth conflict was another Sabbath issue, and this—the conflict here was over which has priority: the rules or hurting people—and so. Jesus comes to the synagogue and they're waiting for him. There was a man in that congregation who had a shriveled hand, a useless hand, maybe for a long period of time. And rather than saying, hey Jesus, there's a sky, can you do something for him? Because we've seen do miracles. They were just watching. They were looking. Because they even considered healing. If you're a healer and you heal on the Sabbath, you're doing work. So they, they stood ready to accuse him. And Jesus comes there and let me go ahead and just read the whole account. This is another one that makes worth hearing in the words. Again, at the end of the synagogue, a man was there with a withered hand and they watched Jesus to see whether he would heal him on the Sabbath so that they might accuse him. And he said to the man with the withered hand, come here. And he said to them, is it lawful on the Sabbath to do good or to harm, to save life or to kill? But they were silent. And he looked around them with anger, grieved at their harmless of heart, and said to the man, stretch out your hand. He stretched out, and his hand was restored. The Pharisees went out and immediately held counsel with the Herodians against him how to... see if we look at these five conflicts together. We see increasing intensity. wall. Wow. not just for the righteous. So Jesus came with the special role of bringing back the lost. He's a spiritual doctor. So it has to do with Jesus' role. The third one, um, he said, I'm the bridegroom. Right? And then, um, so I'm the bridegroom. It's not that something new is coming. It has to do with him. The fourth one, the Son of Man is Lord of the Sabbath. Again, he has the authority to do this. So I think what Jesus is trying to do is, he's trying to explain and teach the religious leaders, to help them see it and understand that, yes, he's bringing a change, but but he has the authority to do so. And that they should know by the miracles he's doing and all the other ways the spiritual power he has that that this is. He's he's, he's trying to win them over. Now, I would have you note you saw this, right? keeps referring to the, of the Son of Man. What's that about? Well, what's the Son of Man about? Well, that comes... with the clouds of heaven. He approached the Ancient of Days and was led into his presence. So let's get these terms. The Ancient of Days is God Most High. God on his throne. Maybe you could even say God the Father. And into his presence comes this divine figure who rides on the clouds and yet is known as a son of God. In other words, it's one who's both human, but with divine power, united into one person. And so that son of man comes before in each of the days. God was high. And in verse 14, he was given authority, glory, and sovereign power. All nations and peoples of every language worship him. His dominion is an everlasting dominion that will not pass away in his kingdom, one that will never be destroyed. Jesus was saying when he spoke of himself as the son of man, that he's the one that has come to bring that kingdom on earth. That he's the one that's speaking with authority. And the miracles and everything he did should be showing and proving to the, the, the scribes that he had this authority. They should have been asking when they saw all that Jesus did, could this be the one? They would have known this passage. They should have been waiting for it. Unless they didn't really believe the scriptures would ever come true. The fifth um, response. I think by the fifth point, Jesus is is frustrated. He's angry with the religious leaders. When he shows up and they're trying to use a man with a shriveled hand to to trap him in some way, that a basis to accuse him. Um, think about it, if this, someone in this church who, who is that hurting, would we want them to be? But they don't seem to care about it. And so Jesus uses a question to try to help them see what, what's going on in their own hearts. So here's the question. Which is lawful on the Sabbath, to do good or to do evil, to save life or to stuff all along. They should have been caring for people in the shriveling hand all along. And instead of responding to that, they decided to plot Jesus' death. The religious leaders lost sight of their purpose. Their, their mission was to lead people back to God. Instead, they had their rules. The, the laws God had given But they they chose how they would be applied. And they applied them in a way that shut people out of God's kingdom. The rules they divide became something that God's law was never meant to be. A burden that people could not carry. And they just kept piling it on and they did nothing to help people. The Pharisees and teachers of the law set it up so that they would be affirmed and honored. They would have the great seats in the synagogue. And they would get all the attention but others who wanted to find our way back to God were left out. They, they wanted to perpetuate the system. what he came to bring. He came to bring new wine for the people of God. Brothers and sisters, we cannot be content to be more and more religious. Not just content with the outward rules and duties. Jesus is inviting you to follow him. He wants to pour new wine into your heart, and into your life. If he did, The Lord poured new wine into his people. New life, new joy, new peace in our life. would, would it stretch us? Would, are, are we old lifestands? I think the longer I'm a Christian, the more I understand this passage, right? The harder it is to, to, to stretch in new ways. How do you tend to react to change? I know one of the, the difficulties is for many people, church becomes the one place that doesn't change. Right? It becomes the stability. We need that rock. You know, when everything else in life goes crazy, we want that that one place to be solid and secure, and it makes it all the harder. Friends, I tell you, if you sign on to Jesus, He will bring change to your life, and He will keep or he will change your whole life. We can't just settle in. There's always going to be new things to learn about following him. It's going to be an adventure that goes the whole life. I've seen about how do we apply this. And, and to be honest, I can think about how, how I need to apply it. Maybe this won't relate to you. Maybe God will give you a different way to apply it. Um, but for me, I, I thought of three things. I, I, it, for me, how, how do I see God I'm convinced God is so much better than we can imagine to be. And, and I know I need to be getting new insights into his love, and his grace, seeing him at work in different people's lives, opening my mind, that God is so much better than, than I can imagine at times. Not changing my core theology. Of course, we draw our teachings from the, the eternal word of God. And it's not, we're never led beyond what, what the scriptures. But even as I read this, there are new things I see in His Word. God, Guys, we need to see new things about God. The second thing is, how do we see ourselves? How do I see myself? I think church people over time can start to think that they've earned their spot. Right? That I've lived well, I've done, I've been in Sunday school all my life, I've, I've, I've live smartly, I, I do good things. And so we know we're blessed and we can start to feel that we have earned those blessings. Let me read something from, from the Message Bible that just spoke to me. I read it earlier this week and it really relates to this. It's, um, it's probably going to be on but it's 1 Corinthians 1. It says, take a good look. Oh, you got it. Take a good look, friends, at who you were when you got called into this life. I don't see many of the brightest and the best among you, not many from from high society families. Isn't it obvious that God deliberately chose men and women that the culture overlooks and exploits and abuses? Chose these nobodies to expose the hollow pretensions of the somebodies? That makes it quite clear that none of you can get by with blowing your own horn before God. Everything that we have, right thinking and right living, a clean slate and a fresh start, comes from God by the way of Jesus Christ. That's why we have the saying: If you're going to blow a horn, blow a trumpet for God. Sometimes I just remember, I'm blown think, I can't believe he included me. I don't know the I can't believe he included me. Lastly, I think if if he's torn new mind into our lives, it'll change how we see the people around us. It is too easy for us to get locked into an us versus them mindset. And I think especially Christians in the U.S., we see changes in our culture. We see the church having less say on cultural issues. And we get locked into a cultural war mentality. That we are fighting for our religious freedom with written teeth. And it's not that we don't ever take stands on on, controversial issues. It's not that we just go along with what the world says. But I'm talking about the mentality we have towards the people around us. We can start to see people out there purely in terms of their their cultural war mindset. And what instead I would invite you to do is see that God is at work in people's lives. And maybe if someone's angry about something, God's tweaking them and he has us in their life for a purpose. When God is born out we lie, it puts us in opportunities in people's lives to listen and, instead of react. Let's trust that God is at work. Let's trust that God will defend our religious rights and we need not fear what the world will do to us. Let's see people as those in need of a doctor. Those in need of God's grace. Let's not let their anger define our response. So that's, that's what I'm here to for me out of this, this, this passage. What does it mean for you? What would it mean if Jesus poured new wine your life right now? And what would it be if you poured new wine into this congregation here this morning? Let me pray. Lord, I thank you that you are at work and you are bringing new new wine, new thoughts, new life, new joy, new peace into each of us and all of us. Father, I just thank you that that, that you you've included us in what you're doing. Help us respond rightly to, to the changes we're seeing in our society and in our peace as we learn to follow you all. In Jesus' name, amen. Maybe God spoke something to your heart today, something you need to put into practice. If so, I want you to think about that as we close in the Lord's Prayer. Whatever Let's trust what our Lord taught us. Let's pray. Our